a lot of times we're doing what we think we're supposed to be doing so we can be good, good members of society. Good members of society. You want to be on the good side of history. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we overshoot it. Like good side was right here. You just had to be right here. You went way over there. And now yeah. it's like, I don't know. What can I say that's not going to offend you? Yeah. So excited to welcome to the podcast, Angela Johnson Reyes, rock star of a comedian, coming off a hundred city tour, selling out from Mad TV back in the day and had that huge YouTube viral sensation about nail salons. We have an amazing conversation about modern healthcare, her distrust in doctors, even touching upon alternative medicine, things that I maybe even push back against. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Let me know down the comments. Let's get started. I love the fact that you're very hydrated. Thank you. Tell me about why you carry 64 ounces of water with (laughs) you as if you're going into the desert. I love drinking water. Um, If I have one of the tumblers with no straw, I'll never drink it. I will never take the time to take the cap off, take a drink, put it, it. it's too much work. But with a straw, I just go slurp it all day long. And yeah, and my lips always get trapped in the winter. So I'm like, I need Mm. some hydration at all times. I'm saying it like I'm judging you, but in reality, it's (laughs) the thing that I recommend to people because they're (laughs) like, I need an app on my phone that will make sure to remind me to drink water. I'm like, just have a thing with you that you could yeah. just sip on. Yeah. So you're already doing the thing. It's a, it's good to sip It's because it's easy. Yeah. And then I'm always thirsty. Yeah, but I, I just was surprised by the size. It was. Uh, well, because then you don't have to refill as much. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Do you have a um, a beverage of choice? Like what's your uh, hydration um, Sparkling source? water, sparkling but water. not right now because it makes me burp and I don't want to burp in the interview. Same, same, same. But, um, why? Uh, why don't I want to burp? Yeah. I'm an avid burper, okay? Uh-huh. Avid? Like- Is this an acid reflux thing? It is. Okay. And please help me with okay. that. Um, and I don't realize I'm burping until like three burps in. And then I realize <laughs> I'm with people and I'm like, oh, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> like it just, it happens. And then so, but I love sparkling with Topo Chico is the Ooh, best. I think Pellegrino's the best. Why? Because you don't like bubbles? I, I don't like a sharp bubble. Okay, that's what it is. Because, because then it makes you burp. That's my favorite part. Like I want it to sting it. going oh, down like my throat. Okay. Or a Pellegrino. Do you, do you like really like, cold water? Yes. Oh, I hate cold water. Oh my God, I have to have But that's because I have the baby water. teeth. Oh, that's right. It, it hurts. Yeah. You have perfect have teeth, by the teeth. way. This is so messed Thank up. You. Like, how are you going to talk about having good teeth? I had braces three times. Okay. I had braces <laughs> twice and they did not help. <laughs> so... Maybe I should have gone for the third. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had the, the real metal braces um, twice. And then I did Invisalign. No, wait, did I have those one? I did one of them, whatever. I had Invisalign, I think a couple times and then the metal braces. Um, and I broke my retainer like the month after I got them. So okay. are you still wearing expensive. the retainer at night? My Invisalign, yeah. Wow, you're yeah. consistent like that. Well, as soon as I see my teeth shifting, I'm like, no, where's okay. my retainer? Fair, fair. I can't do a fifth time. Because I can't I can't do the retainer thing at night. I don't know do why. Do you have to? Absolutely. So I had Invisalign as well. That failed because I didn't wear my retainer. So then I got regular braces. Uh-huh. And then that failed because I'm just a bad human. And now I just, you know, I just tear all my teeth out and put fake ones in. But so you still have to wear a retainer when you have- The dentist veneers. recommends it. What? I fight against it. Why? They're- in Doctors place. make bad patients. <laughs> they're in place. They're they're done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're not done. They're they're oh. constantly shifting. Really? Yeah. Sad. Even Venezies, huh? Yeah. Wow. 
Because it's not like I have a bridge, which like a bridge like holds it in place. Oh. I have individual veneers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's when you get senior citizen level and you can yes. just take them all out at the exactly. same time. Like my dad had to have one of his teeth pulled. Uh. So he got like a bridge of three. So it oh. looks like there's three teeth, but really that middle one is just for show. Oh, you know what's funny? My cousin also has that, but that's because he did a lot of drugs growing oh, up okay. and he lost all I his teeth. I hope my dad didn't do yeah. a lot of drugs. <laughs> no, my cousin but then it did would explain all a the lot drugs. Of problems yeah. that I'm he, sometimes he'll take them out and he has like just. Oh, he teeth. can take them. So they're dentures. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. This thing is like a, a crown. Thing. Oh, this no, is like no. hanging in there. Oh, no, no, no. We, we grew up in the hood. He got, that's all he mm. could afford. Okay. <laughs> we kind of got off topic. <laughs> But okay, so you you love Topo Chico. I love Pellegrino. You mentioned something about acid reflux. Yeah. This is a health podcast. Yeah. Is that your biggest health problem? Oh, biggest. Hmm. You know what? I would say it's pretty up there. I think growing up, I always had a stomach ache. Like hmm. after I would eat things. And then my mom and my, do I want to say growing up? Maybe not growing up. I think my adult years. So mm. like when I moved out on my own was in my 20s. I'm 40 now. Okay. So I think in my adult years. Have to put so that out much. there. Thank you. Um, I would, anything I would eat, it'd be like, oh, my stomach hurts. And it lasts for like, you know, half hour or whatever. And then my mom, my sister would be like, I don't think your stomach is supposed to hurt <laughs> after you eat all, all the, the time. time. Um, but I love like spicy food and mm. I mean, I'm Mexican, right? So mm. I love all the like salsas and like all the sauces. Give me all the sauce. Um, like flaming Hot Cheetos, like it's oh. um, it's bad. Um, my diet has improved. And now that I um, am more health conscious, I, I can feel when I've eaten something that my body does not agree with. Mm. And I've learned to avoid certain things. And I've learned to just know like, my stomach's gonna hurt, but I enjoy this, you Is know? it the Flaming Cheetos? Like what's the? Um, sometimes Flaming Cheetos. Sometimes, honestly, it's saucy Tomato foods, based stuff. Tomatoes, all, all the saucy stuff. Um, carbs, like noodles and stuff sometimes. That's unusual. Yeah, sometimes. Is it a gluten issue? Maybe oh, I don't know, but I did a food sensitivity thing. Gluten was not on there. I'm not a fan but you know of those sensitivity. Things. Oh, really? Yeah. Eggs were on there. Um, egg whites mostly, and um, I've never heard that. So yeah. sensitive, sensitive, and like again, those sensitivity tests are terrible. But like, what what, what do they tell you based off the test? So uh, there was a high, a medium, and mild <laughs> sensitivity, okay. and egg whites were. I had nothing in the high. In the medium was egg whites, and in the mild was egg yolks. Um, but what happened was that I was going through a year of really bad, not acne, but rosacea. red bumps. Mm -hmm. Well, I have rosacea. Well, that's this like was like rosacea acne is like all a the way category. in to my neck. Like it wow. was like little bumps, but not pimples. Mm. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Is it my hormones changing? Is it my diet? All the things. So I went a whole year, I did dermatologist. I did different, um, like the naturopath doctors that give you like all these different herbs to like clean your gut and like all that kind of stuff. And then um, I was doing different topicals, changing all of my regimen. And then I did a food sensitivity test and then I cut eggs out and then my skin cleared up. Wow, okay. Yeah. So when it works, it works. Yeah, I guess so. So. It was eggs and poppy seed, which is weird because I rarely have 
Obviously, well, you didn't you can't like, do like snuck in there. I know, darn. Yeah. Um, You've yeah. heard that, right? By the way, why yeah. I say heroin, that if you eat enough poppy seeds, you might test positive. Yeah, opioids. like police can't eat poppy seed muffins or something like that. Oh, is that because, true? I didn't know that. I mean, it was a rumor I had okay. heard because if they do a drug test yeah. and it's like, oh, you're on heroin. No, I just eat poppy seed muffins every morning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, I didn't know that cops were allowed um, to eat poppy I mean, seed that muffins. could just be a rumor, but I remember hearing that. Um, but yeah, so I just started incorporating eggs again recently, but not a lot. Like maybe like once every couple of weeks I'll have like- And will you get a breakout? Um, no, I haven't noticed. Hmm. So I, I've been like spacing, but I did notice I, I ate eggs three days in a row one day and my whole neck started breaking out. Really? Like, oh, okay. Shit, so your body yeah. doesn't like eggs for some reason. Yeah. Interesting. But you can eat chicken. Yeah. Which is basically an egg. Yeah. I can eat chicken. Mm. Um, and yeah, but I'm not like, I won't die. I just break out. Well, okay. That, that's a, that's a win. Yeah. 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 I wonder what exactly about the egg component is happening there because the reason I don't like the food sensitivity test is whatever the result on those tests come out to be, it's not what always happens clinically. Mm. Meaning like, let's say this thing flags for bread, but when you eat bread, you're fine. Mm -hmm. I throw the test out because the test mm. doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. I treat you, not the lab value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a food sensitivity test or allergy test even without a history is useless. Yeah. And a lot of times these places will test for a million things, not ask you a single question. And they'd be like, you Wild. can't ever have this food. Wild. But you're like, I've been eating this food my whole life and fine. Yeah. So you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. So. But I also, I feel like, our, don't our bodies change? They do. So I think maybe what I'm sensitive to in this season of my life, I might not be next season. That's and true. I wasn't last season. Like eggs, didn't, I used to eat eggs all the time. Eggs and bacon for breakfast, like chorizo and eggs. Like that was growing up, never had an issue. So I feel mm. like my body's changing and I don't know. Yeah, I think it's about uh, quantity of how much we're eating of those foods and then yeah. our bodies adjust. Also, when we're younger, we may have some allergies that we grow out of. Right. Like most kids, and this is for adults, they come into my office and they say, I have a penicillin allergy. Like 90% of Pen true penicillin allergy that kids have, they grow out of as adults. Hmm. And here we are not using the best antibiotic with the known side effects that are really safe. Oh and my gosh, my husband is allergic to penicillin, but that was from childhood. 90% it's going to be safe. Oh my gosh, I should tell him to go try it. Let's do it. Well, don't tell it. him to go try do it. Do it. <laughs> this isn't a party game. Babe, Things can go wrong. Take a swig of some <laughs> bubblegum flavored penicillin. No, just go um, to an allergist and they'll just tell you instantly. They'll do a little test. I did um, an allergy test one time, a long time ago, and they poke you. Oh, all yeah, the skin things, test like just patch pokes. Test, yeah. Nothing. They're like, oh, you're great. Hmm. I'm like, oh, all these pokes for nothing? Well, that's good. Yeah, I guess. Peace but of mind. It's sure it's peace of mind, Were but you then you're kind of like reaction? waiting to say like, okay, what's it gonna be? And they're like nothing. I'm like, oh. Why okay. did you get that test done? Um, I forget why. I think it was maybe something with my stomach mm. again, like in my 20s and like growing, being like, mm. God, the stomach has been a source for you. Yeah, like I burp a lot, and I'd be like, oh, stomach hurts, and then it goes. Do away. you ever feel full earlier than you think you should? Like that's called mm. early satiety. Mm, do I? Sometimes. Okay, so there would be times where I'd be like, okay, if I eat slower, then I'll be okay. 
Like, mm. let me just not scarf down my food. Let mm. me just eat slower. But I notice if I eat slower, I don't eat as much. Got it. There is a term that we use in medicine that kind of is representative, catch-all term, if you will, okay. called dyspepsia. And that sounds delicious. I'll be honest. It's not. It's the exact opposite. It's okay. like that uncomfortable feeling that you're describing while eating and uh, swallowing. And that's my problem. If you were older, we would jump right away and do an endoscopy. What's that? Camera in the mouth. Oh, to check because it could be something serious. It could be. Uh, most commonly, it's caused by a bacteria in most people called H. pylori. Oh. Have you heard of this bacteria? Yeah, uh-huh. You have it? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know if I have it, but I remember going to the naturopath doctor mm-hmm. and them talking about it. And I I came back from, I think it was Mexico, and I had like real bad stomach things happening. And so he gave me all these different like herbs. Yeah. Um, trying to remember the names of them, but- then it went away. Like mm. I'm taking all these random herbs and I'm like, okay, God, I'm great. so skeptical of that kind of stuff. It works for me. I mean. Yeah. Like, does it work or does it mask the symptoms and then the problem's just festering? No, because like I was like, I couldn't hold food down. I was having mm. diarrhea, like all the things. And then it goes away. I'm curious what led you to your decision to go the natural pathway. Um, I don't love like antibiotics if, unless I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my, oh, okay. No one loves, I mean, do people love antibiotics? Well, for, I started learning about my gut health. Okay. And my microbiome. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. I like this. So I, I started learning about, about my microbiome and how um, my gut brain is correlated to my mental brain. I love it. And the thoughts, right? Yes. And good bacteria and bad bacteria and your immune system and your gut. And I started learning this about- so far 100% accurate. All of this kind of stuff. And so um, my gut was not great. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I started doing the naturopath doctors, cause I had learned that the um, antibiotics um, kind of wrecks your gut. Were the regular doctors recommending antibiotics at that point? Um, like, why did you assume that you were going to have to go either antibiotics or naturopath? So, uh, like, when I, oh, you got a virus in Mexico, we give you this antibiotic. That's not right. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of things. I remember one time I went to the doctor and um, for something else, like some other kind of virus. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm taking, you know, my vitamin C my zinc, my D, and she's like, that does, that doesn't work. None of that's even proven. And I was like, oh, we don't think the same. I'm gonna go see somebody else. Like, I love some Western medicine, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to at least admit that vitamin C is healthy for you. Vitamin C is healthy for you. Okay. Extra vitamin C doesn't do anything. Okay, but it's good for you. Extra is not good for you. But vitamin C is good for you. Correct. And is zinc good for you? Yeah, all those things are important and you can't really live without them. But once you have the basic amounts, uh-huh. taking extra and supplemental form doesn't change outcomes. I'll tell it to you this way. Let's say we're tell building me. this hotel and I'm like, you know what? I need you to speed this up, Angela. Like, this is ridiculous, this is slow. So I'm gonna send you all the materials needed to complete this and you better speed it up. You're gonna be like, but what? it doesn't matter if you send all the materials and extra materials. I still have the rate limiting step of building this thing. Okay. That's what our body is like. So you're giving the body all this extra material. It's like, no, 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 we're we're using it. Like there's no more we can use. You can't hire extra hands. No, the body's limited. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's not sad. (laughs) Because it would be great if we could. Yeah. 
That's what the problem is in the marketing of all these things. Yeah. Like vitamin C is crucial to your immune health. Without it, you develop scurvy. Vitamin D is crucial to your immune health, your bone health. Without it, you have brittle bones, like childhood yeah. diseases. Yeah. But once you have the basic needs accounted for, taking mega doses from the company Got that it. promises miracles yeah, yeah, yeah. is where it becomes problems. So that's where doctors mess up. Because mm. they say it doesn't work. Well, you're like, vitamin D works. Yeah, it yeah. does, but extra doesn't. Yeah, okay. Maybe she should have clarified. Yeah. And um, it also, a lot of doctors, especially these days, are quick to prescribe something like an antibiotic, mm -hmm. even when it's not appropriate. Uh -huh. Maybe not even because they're bad doctors. Well, they are kind of bad doctors, but they've become bad doctors. Because let's say you come into my office with a virus. Uh-huh. And like an upper respiratory virus. And I tell you, hey, look. I think this is a virus because it's happening in your nose, mm -hmm. in your lungs, in your throat, in your sinus. Like it's everywhere. Clearly not a bacterial infection, which would be just like a sinus problem right. or just a lung problem or a strep throat. Uh -huh. So I think this is a virus. Go home, sleep, hydrate, eat some fruits and vegetables. You'll be fine in five days. You leave and you're like, I just paid this doctor. They didn't even give me nothing. And mm -hmm. I have a trip to Cancun yeah, and I yeah. want to be in my bathing suit. Like yeah. I need antibiotics. Mm -hmm. So doctors feel like, they have to prescribe uh, okay. in order to get a good review oh. on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> My friend just went to the doctor last month and she was like having this like cold virus or whatever. She's like, oh no, I don't feel good. My throat kind of hurts. She went, she's like, it's not strep. It's not this, but they gave me a, a Z-pack just in it. case. Yeah. And I was well, like- What does that mean? What is just in case? Like- this may help you. I, I don't know. know what it is, but here, this may but help that's you. that's terrible. And then guess what? She, it was COVID. I, I got, could have said that. She got her test like two days later. She's like, oh my yeah. God, I'm positive for COVID. And, and I was like, oh my God, put your freaking mask on and get away from and me. And get the Z-Pack out. Yeah, so dumb. So that's why the system has broken doctors. Mm. But you need a doctor who will stand their ground and say, you don't need antibiotics. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would appreciate that. So then you would trust your doctor more if they were more like that. I feel like I would trust my doctor more if... Um, not only they were like, hey, it could be this, da, da 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 Oh, we tested this and you need this antibiotic. But also, are you eating your fruits and vegetables? Are well, you eating healthy? That? No, they don't care. Can we call them out? No, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I would love, I would fully trust my doctor if they were like, yes, uh, all these medicines are great, but also your fruits and vegetables. Yeah, What's what you your doing? diet yeah. like? Are you exercising? Like that, that sucks like that's not happening. that kind of like natural, let's use what our body and our natural medicine that's out there, you know, let's use that as well. Is your doctor a DO, uh, MD, sorry. Um, I think so, I don't know. Okay. Well, there's two types of doctors in the US that are allowed to be physicians, Okay. MDs and DOs. So MDs like the traditional medical school. Yeah, what's a DO? A DO is also medical school. Same four years, same residency, same specialties. Like I happen to be a DO. Okay. The biggest difference between the two in the education is that the DO philosophy understands that you don't look at just a disease. You look at the whole person, number mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. because the person is not just a diabetic. They're a mom who has three mm -hmm. kids who has to be at work. Mm -hmm. who has acid reflux, yeah. who has diabetes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that the body heals itself. We do nothing. Uh -huh. We suck. Okay. We can either facilitate the body doing its own thing and healing, mm -hmm. or we can mess it up. 
mm. and get in the way and start causing problems. Yeah, I like this. I need a DO. Yeah. Do you have availability? I do. Okay. I, but are you in New York, I will right? give you my cell phone and you available you at all times. so much. The copay is really expensive. Oh, damn it. I, I charge 1,000 followers and a shout out per- <laughs> I, I charge two tags, in feed posts. I love that you know in feed. Can we talk about rosacea for a second? Yeah, let's talk about rosacea. Um, I have had rosy cheeks since I was young, like teenager okay. status. And I um, went to the doctor when I was 17 and I remember being in the doctor's office waiting because I was like, I have rosacea, like something's going on here. The doctor walks in the room, hasn't even met me, hasn't even looked at me. He walks in the room and he goes, you don't have rosacea, you're too young. And I go, oh, okay. Cause it really looks like rosacea. <sighs> and he like looked quickly. He's like, no, you're too young. You probably just, you know, your showers are too hot. You're blah, blah, all the things. I've had my whole life um, rosy cheeks. And then I started seeing the blood vessels and it probably wasn't until these past maybe five years that now I get the rosacea, um, pimples mm -hmm. and I am having a flare up on this side right here. It's my makeup. Can't on. See it. Um, yeah. The Sephora but, ooh, is doing oh, a good job. Oh my God. I'll show you a video. Okay. I, I, Cause I sent a video to my friend who's a dermatologist okay. and I was like, girl, what do I do? Um, but so like this side, it's like, you see my blood vessels and now I'm getting bumps and I'm like, what the heck mm -hmm. is going on with my rosacea? And like, sometimes it, I don't know what my flare ups are for this. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not being a dermatologist makes it a little bit trickier, but there are specific treatments for different types of acne. Like if you have rosacea type acne, mm -hmm. there's better treatments than if you have inflammatory acne or mm, cystic acne. Yeah. So it depends on your type of acne. And any doctor that comes in without looking at you telling you you don't have something is already a piece of Wild, shit. So right? I'm sorry that Come happened on. to you. Yeah. And now I'm starting to sort of get the understanding of why you're leading towards a naturopathic approach because you're like, these people don't listen to me. So right, I'm going right, to go right. to someone who actually thinks my body is healing itself. Yes, yes. Um, what is rosacea? Why do we get it? Okay, so- we have different skin types. Uh -huh. Some people will get sun damage and get pigmentation in their skin. Mm -hmm. Some people will have increased vascularity, which means that they have more blood vessels, uh. which can look like rosacea. Uh -huh. Some people will have swelling of those blood vessels so that they become more visible, which would also present as rosacea. For me, mm -hmm. I also have um, vascular skin and there's good dermatologists that you can go to and they have specific cameras that will photograph your face and show you what type are oh. what skin type predominance you have. Ooh. And it's like really fancy technology that actually is beneficial because you get to learn about your skin type and yeah. what products you should use. Like, do you use any retinol-based products? I don't. Should I? No, because that can make oh. rosacea symptoms worse. Do you use any drying products like salicylic acid? No. Okay, good. I used to, teenage those, years. Those things can make rosacea worse, uh. which is interesting because if you have acne and you're coming in with rosacea type acne and you're like, what should I do? And your doctor's like, use some salicylic acids over the counter. Yeah. And then it makes it worse. You're like, what the hell is this doctor doing? Oh yeah. I used to care. have such good skin. Like, I mean, you have great skin. Thank you. You're blessed. Thank you. I had skin with <laughs> no um, scarring, like no pimple scarring okay. or anything. And like- being in the entertainment industry, anytime I would be somewhere and I had to get my makeup done, that was always like, oh, you have such, such great, great skin. skin. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> You're like at 8 a.m. This is such yeah. a nice thing to hear. Thank you. And then as I started getting older and I was dealing with um, like acne, but 
like my food stuff that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I started getting scarring and like, where it'd be like a dark spot or even just like scarring. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my skin is changing. It used to be like super clear. And now I always have like a rosacea patch or like whatever random like pimples, but just bumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it all has to do with. You know what also gut. is annoying? What? Your mental health plays a role in your skin health. Oh. And I'm going to do like a, a holistic view of everything you've told me so far. Okay. Do you know what organ is impacted first when we're stressed, anxious, nervous? Your skin? Stomach. Oh, your stomach. Oh, that makes sense. So you have a skin issue. Uh-huh. You have a stomach issue. Uh-huh. Is there an anxiety component to everything? Oh my God, yes. Oh. I mean, however, let's talk about this too. I struggle with anxiety my whole life. And um, a year ago, I started taking these supplements that are um, focused on your gut health and talking about the gut health and the mental health. So like health. a probiotic? And yeah, so it's pre-probiotics, um, phytobiotics. Um, wow, terminology Fiber, um, like fiber, different um, natural uh, herbs and stuff, right? And I, it was when I was struggling with my skin and I was talking to my friend and she's like, oh, I started taking these supplements and it helped my skin, you should take it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I, I order like a, a introductory pack of these supplements. And the first day I took the supplements, I noticed my anxiety was down because it was a travel day. And any day, it's, time is a travel day. I travel for a living, being a touring comedian. I remember I was at LAX and I was walking through the airport and I felt light. I didn't feel um, heavy, anxious, elephant on my chest, my throat locked up. I, I didn't feel it. And I wasn't skipping through the airport like, oh my God, I'm in such a good mood. I just felt I was aware that I was not having anxiety okay. through the airport. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder if it's the supplements I took, but it can't be working that fast. I just took it today for the first time. I'm talking myself out of it, right? Then I take it again the next day and I feel the same kind of thing. I take it the next day. And now this is kind of from somebody who anxiety has held me back from so many things, so many opportunities. Hey, you got invited to this event, blah, blah, blah. I make up any excuse not to go just because really? I have anxiety, okay. all the things. Um, hey, you got this audition for this really big project. I'm going to wait till the very last minute because anxiety has just mm. choked me up until the very last minute to learn my lines and do this audition. So I'm noticing I'm feeling like super light. And then um, on the third day, felt it again. And I called my friend. I was like, hey, because I just took it for my skin. Sure. I didn't even realize this was like a whole mental health component thing. And I was like, hey, um, what's going on? Like, why do I feel good? taking this. And then she started explaining everything about like gut health, your mental health, whatever. And ever since then, it was July of 2021 that I started taking this. Mm -hmm. My anxiety has been night and day different Mm. from my whole life. I've never felt this kind of freedom before. I uh, I took a sabbatical of touring. I came off the road. I canceled every show and everything. I was like, I can't, I need, I was like about to have a mental breakdown. I came off the road and, you know, this was after a long tour. Now this past year, 2022 has been the biggest 
year of my career thus far. I launched a book earlier this year. Sold out tour. A hundred cities, like traveling all over the place. And it was the first year that I had fun touring mm -hmm. that I enjoy. I've been touring for 15 years. And I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to the next city and the next city. And my husband and I were having a conversation like a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, it's so interesting because he's also doesn't like believe that, oh, that's woo woo stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Is what he thinks. And he's like, it's so interesting to me that this year you've traveled the most, you were busier, you were, this has like been your busiest year but it didn't deplete you like I normally see you. By this time, you're stressed, you're crying. You're like, I don't wanna do it anymore, I'm mm -hmm. done. Like all the things. And I'm planning for the next one already. He's like, it's so weird to me that this year didn't deplete you like it normally does. And I'm like, cause I didn't have anxiety this year. Mm. I didn't struggle with it. I didn't get depressed three days before my show while I'm packing to go to the next city, mm -hmm. you know? Like I didn't have to deal with all of that mental stress because I've been taking these supplements that have been helping me. Curious why you don't give <coughs> credit to your sabbatical for giving you this oh, lack I did. of anxiety. Okay. I, I did as well. I was like, it's this as well as I took a break. Mm. I came off, I replenished, I refreshed, like I unplugged. I did all, all of the things that my body needed mm -hmm. to help me get back up and keep going. Sure. Um, but so that was the 2020 was my sabbatical. I came mm -hmm. off before COVID, like I had planned it and everything. And then all of a sudden the whole world went on a sabbatical yes. as well, it was <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> um, so I went through all of 2020 sabbatical and then it's 2021, I start touring again. It was a whole, whole thing. I was up for this big, huge movie, like real big movie. The, it was like these A-list actors and I was gonna be like right in the middle of them. I couldn't believe I was even up for this part. And it was like, the director wants you. The other actors have like signed off on you because they're both producers on the movie oh. as well. And they're like, you're on it. You're, you're, they put a pin in you. They're holding on to you. They just need the executive of the studio to approve you. So I was on hold for this movie for three months and I'm like planning all the things like, okay, like we gotta cancel the rest of my show dates cause I'm gonna go film this movie. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. I'm on hold for like three months. I'm like, hey, when are they gonna confirm me? Cause I gotta cancel these shows, you know? And at the last minute, the executive said no to me and they booked somebody else. Do you know why? Um, He didn't get me. He. He didn't get my comedy. He didn't, he didn't see, he's like, I don't see what you guys see. And he picked somebody else. Okay. And um, so then I end up touring the rest of the year, writing my new material and everything happens for a reason. I can a whole different podcast, but that year, this is 2021. I'm dealing with a lot of emotional anxiety and stress, sure. not getting that role. Now I'm going on the road. It's after COVID. So it's like touring is like still kind of scary because yep. it's like, I don't know, do, you know, are we wearing a mask in the comedy club? Like, how does this work now? So it was a lot, it was very emotional up and down roller coaster. So my anxiety was going crazy yeah. even after the sabbatical. And to talk about that too, I remember my husband being like, you just took a sabbatical. You're not supposed to be stressed anymore. Like, what is this, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe the sabbatical didn't work. 
But then in July, I start taking these supplements. And for the rest of the year, it literally changes my, um, the way I operated in my life in the midst of stressful situations, in the midst of touring, in the midst of all of that. So I do believe it was the sabbatical. It was the rest. It was the unplugging. And it was whatever I was taking to work on my gut health and make sure I'm taking my probiotics and all of these things was really having effect on my mental health. Was that the promise from the probiotic company? Uh, so they are, they do talk about mental health. It's mainly mental health is their thing. Really? Okay. So I didn't, they rarely, I don't even know that they talk about skin clearing up. My friend just, when she was taking it, her skin cleared up and she got off her, um, she was on Accutane. Mm -hmm. She got off her Accutane. She was on Adderall. She got off her Adderall, like all kinds of stuff. And um, so I was taking it for my skin. I was like, girl, I need help. Like I didn't even mm -hmm. think about my mental health. I was just like, oh, I used to get compliments and now I don't help, mm. like total vein. Um, and that's how it started for me. But they are a mental wellness company. This sounds miraculous though. It really is. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around it as a scientist. I get that, it. That there's, because I believe in, it's not even a belief, there's facts behind the gut-brain connection. And that if we don't have the proper balance of good bacteria, bad bacteria, as you said earlier, we're going to have dysfunctions, whether it's GI stuff with diarrhea or mm -hmm. mental health stuff with cravings for sugar. Right. But then- the fact that on one day you could take a bacteria supplement and prebiotic, which just means fiber basically, because that's what the food is that we need to feed the good bacteria. Then your mindset changes that day and lasts <laughs> with no side effects that long. It doesn't make a lot of sense medically. So I have to just put that out there in the nicest way, by yeah. the way not doubting that the, all this No, happened. and I completely hear that. And I think... I could say, oh, placebo effect. Had I been taking these for my anxiety and mental health, but I didn't even think that's why I was taking them. I thought I was taking this for, for my skin. skin. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt good. And I was like, that's weird. I feel like I'm in a good mood. And then I called her confused and was like, hey. What if it comes out that there's an antidepressant in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how... Um, Hydroxy cut got into the whole thing with like ephedra being in it. Oh yeah. Remember what, what hydroxy cut? <laughs> oh, I forgot about hydroxy cut. We used to take hydroxy cut. No, really? Yeah. yeah. Who's we? My twenty me and my girlfriends, oh, okay. we all lived together. And we would be like, hydroxy cut for the night. Let's go out. Oh, wow. Like okay. all the things. So that's a problem. That was our drug, yeah. But I I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the supplement. But um the speaking of the placebo effect, I read a really cool research article by accident. There's a device um, that people wear for migraines uh, on their forehead. Okay. Uh, it treats specific types of migraines that come as a result of overstimulation of the trigeminal nerve. It's called the Cephaly device. Okay. And when I first saw it on TikTok, I was pretty skeptical. I'm like, let me look into the research of it. And there's actually decent research that it works in, in specific situations. When they tested it, they tested it against one device that was actually working mm -hmm. and stimulating this nerve and one that was doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But it, it made the same sounds, it uh -huh. made the same light, so they needed a control group. And the people that had the device, but it wasn't doing anything, it was off, basically, uh -huh. 
30% of them improved oh, their, yeah. their migraine symptoms. The, the real device was like 60% improvement. So like clearly that's superior yeah. to the placebo effect, but the placebo effect is so real. Did you ever see the documentary called Heal? It was on uh, Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. Maybe. I probably watch all the medical stuff out there. Oh my God. Is so, it like the power of the mind and healing? And positive yeah, thinking? yeah, yeah, yeah. But they interview, same kind of story you just shared. It was a guy who's a engineer scientist for big pharma and he makes medicine. Yep. And he um, said the same thing. He's like, you know, we had a hundred people. We give them this medicine and you get the placebo, you don't, whatever. And he's like, 50% of the people who got the placebo- <laughs> Got better. Got better. Yeah because they just thought they were taking the medicine. And then that's what he was talking about, the power of the mind yeah. and all of that. But it, it was so interesting to think how our mind is connected to our health. So much so. Yeah. So much. That's why in treating your skin, treating the anxiety component, whether it was placebo or not, will inevitably treat your skin. Mm. Because that could be a trigger for your skin. Mm -hmm. So that I could see how that totally comes about. And for me, why I like the placebo, like a lot of doctors are like, oh, that's placebo, that's bullshit. Well, hold on a second. Are there any negatives to taking these probiotics? Probably not, if they're just probiotics. Mm -hmm. So if they're giving it you the results you need, I'm fine with it. My thing is over-promising things mm. where patients then like, let's say they have a real problem that we have a real solution for yeah. and they don't go for that solution. Right. That's where I start getting upset. Yeah. And I've actually changed the way I practice because of this placebo effect. Mm. Whereas before, let's say I had one option that may work for a patient's condition. And I know that's the only legitimate treatment I can give them. Before I'd be like, mm, I would give them the 100% clear. Like, you know, it doesn't work all the time, but the times that it works, it's great. Yeah. I now say, I think this is the treatment for you. Mm. I think this will work very well for you. And yeah. I hype it up, not being dishonest, just being passionate about uh -huh. it. And it gives better results. Yeah, <laughs> I fully believe Do that. Do you believe that's ethical? That That's how you, I mean, um, if your heart's intention is to, is the betterment of this person mm -hmm. and you're not um, getting a commission from oh, no, no, this. No. That, by the way, that doesn't exist. So like, I wish people like knew that. That's great. It, it's illegal, meaning you can't get commissions from prescribing. It used to happen, now no more. Okay, well that's good news. Yeah. So I would say then it is ethical because yeah. you you don't benefit from them taking this medicine, mm -hmm. but you know that they will. So it's just in the way that you word, it's like therapy sandwich. When you talk to somebody, you like give them the positive, the negative, and then the positive again. And then, they, then they'll then actually receive the negative thing that they need to work on because they heard some positive first and they're like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, now I'm stuck on this negative thing, but here's another positive thing. Like, oh, okay, thanks again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's not unethical. That's yeah. just, you know how to communicate. Yeah, it's also knowing your patient. So like these is, I'm only doing this with patients that I know for a long period of time and I know how they react to certain pieces of news. Mm. And I, I've struggled with it because I, you want to be as transparent, as honest right. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just times where I know highlighting every negative impact of a potential treatment- Forget it. Will just derail the whole plan. Mm -hmm. And not because it's, I'm trying to 
make them go for a treatment. Mm-hmm. I just know that knowing that a 0.2% chance of something happening is not worthwhile information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like balancing that is really difficult mm-hmm. and knowing how many shit experiences people have, like the ones you're having mm-hmm. with your doctors, I'm like, God, if I say this to all doctors to practice this way, they're going to take advantage of this. Yeah. So yeah. how do you do that? Like, I don't know what the right line is. I mean, it's like- You hope people are ethical. Yeah, exactly. And people are not sometimes. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And then we have to weed them out as who's um, Who's been a, a medical person in your life that's been nice to you or that you're grateful for? If um, anybody. I have a joke in my fourth- Third hour special. In my third hour special, she has six. Um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my third hour special, I have a joke where I say, um, "I my cousin June is my primary doctor. Um, and this she, is truth. Well, she didn't go to medical school. Oh. She just works front desk at a doctor's office. Same thing. And she overhears a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. And she wears scrubs. Oh, she wears scrubs. So, and I've heard you say like anyone listen. can buy scrubs. So, like, yeah, they, exactly, they exactly. So that's 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 my um, my that was my joke was she's my <laughs> primary doctor, but she's still it's so funny because she's still the one that I will like text randomly if I'm not feeling well, and she'll be like, okay, um, are you taking like your B complex? You know. <laughs> And that's like, even if I know, like I have actual people that I can reach out to with like degrees and stuff, but there's something comforting about just like reaching out to her and she'd be like, well, do some hot tea and lemon. It's like all the mom stuff, you know? It's the caring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She has really good bedside manner. For a non-doctor, like she's really, really what good at that part. For a non-doctor, doctors probably have some <laughs> yeah. of the worst bedside manners. Um, okay, but real medical. Well, can I can I address June? Yeah, please. June, I love you. You're a great person. You yeah. have great bedside manner. Yeah. But people like June can be some of the most dangerous people <laughs> no! in the space. Potentially worse than bad doctors. What? And I'll say this: why? It's not because the advice that they're giving is wrong or that the information they heard is wrong. It's a little bit of information. Knowledge is Mm. dangerous Mm -hmm. because you don't have a good sense of triaging of when it could be something bad. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing you learn getting clinical practice of times to say, it really doesn't matter what you do here. Like whether you take antibiotics or tea, like it doesn't matter. Mm. And then there's times like, wait, there's something happening here that really requires attention Mm -hmm. and my antennas perk up. And when you don't have enough knowledge to know when you're wrong, sure, you're a nuclear weapon. I (laughs) totally get that. Be careful. Luckily, I don't reach out to June for serious topics. (laughs) I usually make an appointment. Be careful. Do I a serious answer to your question? Somebody in the medical field that I am grateful for, right? And admire. I mean, you might not um, have anybody. That's yeah, okay. I wonder. It's because we haven't started texting yet about. Yeah, that's what you you ask me in <laughs> next time I'm on your podcast, yes. and I will give the you next a, a good shout out. Yeah, our next checkup. That's what this is. Yeah, because I don't. I can't think of. I don't, I don't have doctors in my family. You know what I mean? Like we we don't have doctors in our family. Um, oh. I don't. Yeah. I feel like 
I have friends who have doctors in their family mm-hmm. and I'll be like, hey, can you ask your cousin? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, sure, cousin. Like I'm breaking out a lot right here. Can you ask your cousin? Um, but yeah, I don't know that I have, but I bet you Do you have a good somebody. primary care doctor? Um, no, because no, no. I just go to whoever is available oh, at no. my- This is the source. My, okay, my so thing. that's where we need to start. Okay. Forget about dermatologists. Forget about your skin. You need a quarterback. Okay. Have you seen a football team without a good quarterback, Raiders? Oh, look who did research. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I went to medical school. <laughs> I don't know. Who's your quarterback when you guys won the Super Bowl? Rich Gannon. We didn't win. We lost because oh, lost. of Rich Gannon. <laughs> oh, we'll see. The lesson that we learned was Rich. Didn't he coach at one point too? Oh, I don't know. Okay. He was our quarterback though. And he threw like Sam is four a good, interceptions. Uh, football fact checker. Did he coach? Did not coach. How many interceptions did he throw in that Super Bowl? I'm not an encyclopedia. Okay. <laughs> it was like four, I think. It was it a, a Sam ridiculous- Sam hates the Raiders though. A ridiculous amount for any, for even a preseason game. It was a ridiculous amount and this was the Super Bowl. He's going to fact check it right now <laughs> on his computer. Um, anyway, so you need a good quarterback for your health because you know, you're having an acne situation. Yeah. I can decide, is this a situation that is treatable with things that are within my purview? Uh-huh. Or should I kick this into high gear into a specialist? Mm-hmm. And who's a good specialist that's actually going to care and listen? Yeah. And not just care and listen and report to you what to do. Yeah. Because how many times have you gone to a specialist? They tell you some stuff and you're like, what the fuck did they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're going to report to me uh-huh. because I'm consulting them. Right. And then I will translate it to you because we have such a good relationship. How do you find a primary doctor who cares? And you're not just, when I get my mm-hmm. primary doctor appointments, which is whoever is available, yeah. they have like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's terrible. And they're just like stacked and that's stacked. Terrible. And I remember one time I came in for, I guess I do have just a lot of negative experiences. I came in and um, I forget what issue I was there for. And while I was there, I was like, oh, you know what? While I'm here, let me talk to you about this. I have this like bump on my skin. Like, Gangly I don't insist. know. And she's like, you have to make another appointment. <laughs> she told me I had to make another appointment. I was there with her. And she's like, you have to make another appointment for that. And I was like, I, but can you just look real quick? Like, is it? They do that. But that's, that means you don't have a good relation. Okay. We've zoomed out further than the anxiety. So first we started with the skin, <laughs> yeah. the stomach. Then we're like, oh, let's zoom out a little anxiety. Yeah. We're zooming out further. Yeah. We need to repair your relationship with the healthcare system. We do. By starting with a good primary care doctor who doesn't rush you out the door. Please. Who listens, who treats you as a whole, who understands what your likes and dislikes are about taking certain medications. Yes. This is what you need. Oh, I will tell you one good experience. Oh, okay, I'm excited. With a, a yeah, doctor. positivity. Yes, and this was at that same office where the, whoever you you get you get right. This doctor, I came in for something, and she actually recommended a probiotic. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. Was it for traveler's diarrhea? Um, I don't remember. Okay. Or antibiotics. But she had the like little cardboard of it. It was like from Whole Foods or something. She had it like in her pocket and she showed it to me. She's like, this is one I take and it's really good. And I remember thinking like, I love that she just promoted like a, not a medicine to take, but like something that felt natural. Okay. Because coming from her world, somebody like that 
embracing both worlds, I felt good about. I was like, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. You I probably said, wait, no, no, I don't. This is, this is um, your view of us that you think there's a dichotomy between natural and medical. Uh-huh. And there is no dichotomy. It's all part of the same thing, as long as it's factual. So probiotics have uses. I prescribe probiotics. There are conditions that probiotics work very well for. Yeah. There's also times where we don't know what's going on. We've ruled out all the dangerous things. And we say, let's just try probiotics because it's very low risk. And mm-hmm. maybe it will work because there's something we don't know. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely do prescribe things like that. It's where it gets into uh, trouble for me is when it starts becoming overpromising in those things. Mm-hmm. So natural doesn't always mean safe. Cyanide, sure. arsenic, natural. Oh, not safe. Yeah, not safe. There's mushrooms out there that you eat, you will die. Natural. Yeah. <laughs> so and like, there's mushrooms that you eat that you will have a uh, really great yes. evening. <laughs> I learned that from my toxicology <laughs> professors. If you take their, so it's the dose that makes the poison. Natural doesn't always mean healthy. A doctor that prescribes probiotics does not mean that they're evil. Um, so it just needs to be more holistic and appropriate. So yeah. I hate that the medical community has impressed this view upon you that if we prescribe probiotics, we're the good guys. And if we don't, we're the bad guys. Yeah. Because that's not an accurate representation of what science should be. Okay. It should be as long as it's proven for this, or if it's not, I'm being honest with you and telling you that it's not, but here's why I'm willing to try it. Yeah. The idea is that we get on the same page. I would like and to. And you haven't been on the same page with the medical system. Listen, I'm willing to forgive you. Please. <laughs> I'm the medical system. Here, we're going to do uh, something Ooh. that I do with mental health stuff. Yeah, therapy. I have wronged you. And I apologize. Thank you, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we just went somewhere different. Let's talk about Dad. We got real deep. Uh, that's great. Okay. But yeah, that's that. it's our Medical fault. system. Has wronged you. I forgive you. Thank you. As long as as you promise to be better. Like, don't be the abusive boyfriend who's like, let me let me smack you up and just say I'm sorry and then smack you up again. Honestly, the medical system is a lot like that. Dang it. But that's why you need a protector. Yeah. And that protector is a really good PCP. I'm not the talking drug? about the drug. Oh, I, I knew like, you were going to go. Hold on. I told you I was pregnant. I told care. you about my childhood. <laughs> Primary care provider. Oh, okay. Um, Different. That's what we need. You need a yeah. guardian. Yeah. And they will guard you and recommend things and translate the science and get you on the right path and find what works for you. If you have any recommendations here in Los Angeles, please let okay, me know. Okay. I am going to make that my mission. Thank you. Yes. I've yes. never done chest compressions, but I feel like I'll be really good at it. Really? Why? Because I watch it on you're TV a all the time. No. I feel like that's a movement that a cheerleader can get down well. Probably. But like, I feel like I've seen it in so many TV shows and movies all the time that I'm like, I'm like waiting for my moment to really? like be called okay. into action. Like, oh no. Okay. So this man's let's, having a heart let's, attack. Let's play the I game. I got it. Mm. Humans down. Okay. What do you do? Um, call for help, first of all. Great start. Yes. Most people miss that. No, no, no. They start thinking that they're going to become I, medical I school I know. Graduate. I am no doctor. 
I'm going to call for help. I'm going to say call 911. I'm going to go into action. Okay. Once you've called for help. I'm gonna By the way, how do you call for help? Um, Show me. I'm going to um, tell somebody to call 911. I'm going to look for security, get security. I'm going to start assigning people jobs. Those this I'm this is amazing. I'm sorry, signing people jobs. Most you people call just 911. Yell, call 911 and they don't no, give the job to No, 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 no. You got it. You got eye contact. Let me know. I saw you. I see you. Call 911. Okay. Get security. Have you seen right? my act? This is what no. I do on stage. Oh, okay. I love it. Okay. I love it. Oh my God, we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay, so you call for help. Now this um, person, Apple, yeah. Mr. Apple, is down. Now I'm going to ask if there is a doctor or anyone. Oh, that's good. Okay. In the medical field, who knows? There's how to no do one. This. It's just Nobody. you and the person that's calling for now help. It's now it's me and all my training show. from Law Grey's and Order SVU. Yeah. Oh, and Grey's okay. Anatomy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, by the way, doesn't do chest compressions. And I always yell at the show. So no, because it's like crime shows when when they're like the first ones on the scene, True, they're they like, try. they have to jump in. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. So all my training for my TV shows is gonna come into play, and then I'd be like, Well, I guess I'm the only one here. I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. And then I'm, I'm gonna start doing my, um, I think like this, like you're this positioning part. your hands for chest compressions. Yeah. Are you going to check if the person is alive? Oh, I should start there first. What if they're awake? I'm going to check. And just they're having like, some like headache <laughs> yeah. and you're doing chest compressions. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, <laughs> like no, what are you doing? I just, I'm feeling lightheaded. Like, you I'm have like, great trust skin me, and this feels nice. This is nice, how it but- works. <laughs> You're going to feel a lot better after this. <laughs> like, what's your assessment going to be like? Oh, um, okay. Uh, are they breathing? Good question. I'm going to start there. Let's say they're not. Okay, they're not breathing. Um, maybe check for a pulse. Okay, no pulse. Okay, no pulse. Right away. Now I'm going in for compression. You're going in for right chest away. compression. Right, I'm not compression. wasting no time. Yes. Every second is crucial. And you're going to position your hands over uh-huh. the chest. Uh-huh. How fast are you pumping? Um, Just like I seen in TV, like 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. Okay. So 100 per minute. Okay. Is that it? To the, the, the tune of staying alive. I've never been trained for this. Have you I heard really the song? I want to. No. Staying alive. Oh, staying yeah. Alive. Yeah. So to that beat. That, oh, I was like, wait, that song is about yeah. chest compression. It could be. It should be. It should be the national anthem for- But that's what it is. It's staying alive, staying alive. Yes. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. that's great. So you got to oh, keep to that, that beat. Uh, how deep are you going? Okay. See, in the movies, they don't be faking it real good. No, they're not. No. They just like be like moving their elbows. Yeah, that's not good. You got to- You got to get in weight. there. Yeah. You got to get in there. Like they need to be bruised. They need to be like, listen, Broken sir, this, rib. this is going to hurt tomorrow, but you're going to have it tomorrow. Thanks to me. Wow, that's that's a powerful line. Deep, right? You should write for the so, American Heart Association. Oh, so two inches deep. Good. Okay, two inches deep. Two inches deep. Good to know. Um, if you break that's a rib, this, right? Is that the length of your thumb? I don't know. Have is you measured two? your thumb? It's about. Well, because I feel like they say like that's. Yeah, two inches. I mean, you got to go. That in might be that two and much? a half. Dang. A little less than that. So I yeah, you got you got to be moving the chest. And do you know what the goal of doing chest compressions is? Um, is it to get the heart started again? No. Okay. Um, to stimulate blood moving? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So basically the that heart's not guess. beating, right? Uh-huh. And blood in the body still has some residual oxygen in it. Uh-huh. So if you squeeze the heart by pushing the chest, uh-huh. you're actually moving the blood around and delivering some oxygen. Oh, bless God. Okay. So you're actually just buying time oh. for the first responders to get there and potentially to restart the heart. Oh, with their ching 
Most of the time, no. Oh, okay. So that's where like Grey's Anatomy starts mm. messing people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if someone's flatline, we call it asystole, you don't shock. I have a question. Yeah. Um, how long is a good amount of time to do chest compressions before you're like, this didn't Until work? Until help arrives. Okay. So I was recently two weeks ago in Las Vegas. I had a show. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me someone went down in your show. Not in my show, but I have had people go down in my show. Mm. Um, It was day after my show. We're on our way to the Jabberwocky show. And we're walking through the casino and all these security guards go running past us. We're like, oh, somebody must try to rob somebody, right? (laughs) And then we come around the corner and there's a man laying there on the floor. And it's not the um, EMTs. It's the security guards that are trying to help. And so they're like backing people away. And this one security guard starts doing chest compressions. And we're like, oh man, this is very sad. And so we kind of like walk around and it's right in front of the theater that we're supposed to walk into. So we have like no choice but to be like right by it. We are waiting in line to get into our show. They're Mm -hmm. doing chest compressions. We get into the show, we find our seats and we're like, oh, where's the restroom? Like, oh, it's back outside. So then we walk back outside. They're still doing chest compressions. And I was like, why is help not arrived? I don't know. Oh, so as we were walking out, you see the guy coming with with a bag, like okay. an EMT bag, right? Okay, good. Somebody's coming, right? So then we go to the bathroom. It's three of us, and then we're done. We're walking back. They're still doing chest compressions on the guy, and I was like, oh my something's God. wrong here. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was like, yeah. oh, I don't think he's alive. I don't know what's happening. Well, you're not alive if you're doing chest compressions. That person's dead. <laughs> so sad. But like that, they should have already. Like gotten the person hooked up. They should be giving. Yeah, it was taking too long. It was yeah, too that's long. Bad. And that's then we really bad. walked into our show and was and just like about this person. praying for the guy. Like you're God, heartless. I understand. Him. Listen, I I was gonna jump in with my TV knowledge, but you're I like, like I'd rather I rather watch the dance moves of the Jabba I think I think the guy with the bag has the cure in that bag. Although I don't think so because <laughs> you're spending a lot of time that doing. Yeah. That. So that was my question. I was like, I how wonder long how long. Do well, okay, do- so like an advanced cardiac life support, which is like what we do, like you have basic life support, which is the basic CPR stuff, and then you have advanced cardiac life support to figure out why this person's heart's not beating or is it beating irregularly, what's going on. And the goal of it is to, if the heart has stopped, to reset it. If the heart is not beating effectively, to reset it. And when we shock, the reason why we don't shock flatline, why? meaning when the person's yeah. eh, why? is the, the paddles, they don't start the heart. People think it's like a car. You yeah. jumpstart the heart. It's not. It actually stops the heart. What? Interrupts and has it naturally restarts the heart. Oh. The heart itself. Restarts. So it's actually a, sends a signal to interrupt the heart's oh, natural beating. Oh, like it, your heart's wigging out. So we're like. So like stop mm-hmm. it and then it restarts normally, hopefully. <gasps> so when you flatline, what do you do? Medicine. Oh. Epinephrine. Oh. Adrenaline. And you hope that the heart restarts naturally. Like when you're out on the street. And some guy's overdosing, and you're like, <laughs> "Well, that's yeah. different. That's Narcan." Oh, okay. I just, I'm assuming. I just saw. I'm assuming the other that's day. an opioid. I was watching NCIS Hawaii the other day, and there was like, <laughs> "You watch a lot of the- uh, angry, evil <laughs> yeah. TV shows." You were kind of the original OG YouTube viral sensation. For stand-up, like? yeah, for sure. Because now, like, I'm on YouTube, and that's my main job. So I'm curious, being a an OG. Let me tell you, I wish, I wish I had anything to do with that and made money, but that was somebody else put my video up. No way. So someone got rich off your joke? I made no money. I made no money off of that. Wow. It was wild. Um, 
and now I still, I mean, YouTube has changed since 2007 mm-hmm. when. Was there even monetization in 2007? I don't That's know. A good question. I don't know, but it's definitely changed since For then. Sure. So um, I, I don't, I, I'm not even a good gauge of like what it was like back then. Cause I wasn't a YouTuber. But I'm sure your life got significantly impacted oh. by the virality of your Oh, my stand-up. life changed. But as far as being on YouTube and like a YouTuber, I still don't quite understand how YouTube works. But my life changed in the sense of it propelled me into being a touring comedian. Okay. And people heard of me and they wanted tickets to my show. So people were requesting me. So I would um, go and open for another comedian because I was brand new, but people came to see me. Wow. And it was n- very uncomfortable. For the comedian that yeah. you were opening for. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so I really did only- Did you then start doing it on mm-hmm. your own? Okay. Then. Yeah. I only opened three times. Who did you open for? Um, I opened for uh, Tom Rhodes, who, who is. is the best. Okay. Sweetest, loveliest human being. He was the first person that I opened for that was in San Francisco at Cops okay. Comedy Club. Second person was Al Madrigal at the Brea Improv. And the third person was um, Steve Trevino at the Houston Improv. Okay. And then after that, I started doing my own shows. But I remember um, I didn't know like protocol about like touring, like headliners will go to the radio stations and do radio interviews to promote their show and sell tickets. They had me doing radio with the headliner. I didn't know that that's like- I don't know like a slap in the face, like how rude, right? I didn't know. They mm. just said, hey, we're picking you up at 7 a.m. to take you to the radio station. I'm like, okay. But well, that's not your fault. Right, and I didn't. I had, I was so brand new in the industry. So yeah. I had a lot to learn, but luckily Tom Rhodes was my my first and he was very generous, very gracious, um, and just kind of helped me. Mm-hmm. And he understood at the time his, Tickets were selling whatever they were selling. And all of a sudden his show was, was doing really well. And he understood something's this new YouTube thing yeah. is a thing. Yeah. And she's, that's the why thing, they're coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and he was very like, I get it, but he still got to reap the blessings. He was the one True. with the door deal. I was just getting my flat fee for yeah. being an opener comedian, you know, but yeah. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that experience. Al Madrigal, I remember he was lovely. I remember being in the green room with him and I'm, I'm brand new. And he was like, all right, we're all gonna try a new joke tonight. Everybody has to try something new. And it was very challenging Wow. to like not get comfortable in like, this is my my 15 minutes that I do and that's it. And he's like, nope, we're all trying something new. Wow. And I remember being like that's encouraged by that. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool, yeah, all right, let's do it. It was very cool. And in this journey of virality, what are the negatives? I mean, people think they own you, you know? Which people? Fans. Oh. Um, like dance for us type thing? Yeah, like you owe me this. You, mm. um, like, um, they feel like they can say and do whatever they want. Mm. And even now it's interesting because this was like back in 2007, but I feel like the people have an entitlement, not everybody. There's just certain people who have an entitlement 
to a celebrity yes. who's viral and they will say certain things and, you know, from- like commentary, criticism, what, what are they saying? Like, um, recently I had somebody that was like, hey, I went to your show and the chairs were so uncomfortable. You need to address this with the theater. If you really care about your fans, you okay. should address this. And I was like, maybe leave I don't a note have, for the theater. I don't have any control over the type of seats. Well, you could at least say something. Wow. And was like, okay. You know, like there's just sure. Like if you care about us type of yeah, thing. Yeah. And that's not everybody. That's sure. just random, like Okay, okay, sure. And then there's just like, you know, if I'm getting a little fluffy because I'm eating all the the club food late at night and then they're just like, is she pregnant? I think she looks pregnant. Wow. And like, oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. And then sometimes I'll chime in and be like, no, just enjoying my life. Wow. Uh, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> what about privacy? Was that like the first time in your life that you're like, bye privacy? Ooh, so this is a good one. So um, nobody teaches you how to be famous, first of all. Mm -hmm. There's no handbook. School Maybe there is that. now, but I don't know. No, At is. the time, there was no handbook. How do you be famous? This is MySpace days, okay? Mm. So this is YouTube and MySpace. That's all we had. Um, Who is your one MySpace person that stands out in your memory? Like a friend? Like a famous person that you're like, oh, that's the MySpace. For me, it was like Dane Cook. Tom. Dane Cook, Tila Tequila. Oh yeah, Tila Tequila. <laughs> I don't know why those people. That's so funny. Yeah, your top eight. So this is MySpace days. My video starts going viral on YouTube. Like going viral is a brand new term. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like brand new. Yeah, people didn't even know what that was. I wake up one day and I have thousands of messages on MySpace from all over the world. And I'm like, what the hell happened? What do you feel in that moment? What's Overwhelmed. Happy overwhelmed or sad overwhelmed or nervous? Um, all of it. All of it. At it was once. like, oh my gosh, somebody in Australia knows who I am? Do what? you start answering them? So I start replying. Oh my God. I don't know <laughs> that you don't have to reply to every person who messages you. So at this point, I'm spending hours. Like so you're being a normal hours. person trying to answer like yeah. a text that you got from your friend. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sitting there for hours replying to people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. Like, I don't know how to do this. How do people have time for this? Not knowing they don't, they don't do it. Yeah. Well, then I was like, so smart. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have like a sentence that's like, thank you so much for the support, blah, 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 copy paste. And now I just start copy pasting, uh -huh. right? And I think I'm so smart. And then this girl replies back to me. She goes, is this a robot? Cause you already said this to me. And I was like, oh shit, sorry. No, I'm just, I don't know how to do this. I'm brand new at being famous. Sorry about that. <laughs> like I don't want to offend people. Sure. And then I remember when things really kind of hit me, I would post on my MySpace when I was doing a show. And at this point I have 15 minutes of material at mm -hmm. most. Like I'm brand new mm -hmm. and I'm doing like this bar over here. Um, and at this, this night, I had a show at Lucky Strike Bowling Alley in the back room. Mm. So in the back room of Lucky Strike Bowling Alley, they would do little comedy shows. Okay. And somebody booked me for a night there. So I'm doing like 10 minutes there. Well, I put it on my MySpace page. Oh, I'm gonna be at Lucky Strike, whatever. And I show up 
and I'm waiting in the back of the room and I'm waiting for my set. And there's a, a group of people and they're like, hey, we came to see you. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we drove in from San Bernardino, which is like an hour. It's Friday night wow. traffic, okay. right? They're like, yeah, we drove in from San Bernardino to come see you. And I was like, how did you know I was here? And they go, on your MySpace page, you posted that you had a show here. So we came to see you. And that was the first time I realized I had fans who wanted to come and see me in wow. person. And I was like, whoa, thank you. And then I, I immediately feel bad. And I was like, oh, but I'm just doing 10 minutes. Like, it's not that much. And you drove so far, like, oh, sorry. And they're like, no, we We're wanted happy. to see you. We're happy, we came you. here for this. Yeah, it was wild. Wow. It was so, I, had, I learned a lot. I had to learn a lot, for yeah, sure. Managing that and making those mistakes is just, it's part of the process. Like you said, there's no school for this. No. It's, it's unnatural. Yeah. Even like medically speaking, it's not natural to have to interact with thousands of people. It's impossible to be able to gauge nuance of conversation when you're having that many conversations. So like, you're just bound to mess up. Oh, yeah. And these days, like young kids are going viral. It's, it's problematic. I don't like using yeah. that term, but that's problematic. Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you feel that? Oh, I fully, fully feel that because you don't have the tools to yeah. sustain where you are, to to handle where you are, the amount of comments and criticism that are now gonna come in because people are just ruthless on the internet. Like, especially when you're young and you just were doing like a, a TikTok dance and like all the things and That's for some dance. reason, yours <laughs> you went viral. That, you? And now they're saying all these things about you and you're like, oh shoot, I was just in my room in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Sorry for existing, you know? Yeah. And the highs and lows of it all. Oh, like yeah. you're on top of the world. You're like, yeah. I'm better than everybody. And then all of a sudden no one cares. Yeah. How do you handle the highs and lows? Um, I remind myself I'm right where I'm supposed to be at all times. What does that mean? So when life is like a, this journey of life is like a roller coaster, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you're on the up. Sure. Sometimes you're down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're loop de loo all the things, mm -hmm. right? So to me, in the same way the sun, right? It's daytime. Then it's nighttime. The earth, we rotate, right? Daytime, nighttime. There's seasons for everything. You can't be high all the time. You can't be on top mm. of the world all the time. There's a time when you're in create mode. There's a time when you're in perform mode. There's a time when you're in uh, hibernate and rest mode. There's a time when you're in live and go experience life so that you have something to say. Because if you're just in work, hustle, 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 what's your point of view? What's your perspective? You mm. haven't even lived and experienced to that. You can create um, something that connects with other humans who are living life. If yep. you're not living life, what do you have to connect with them sure. about, right? Yeah. So when you're in a season of rest or of living life, you are not, you're probably not at this top place where you're promoting your new book, you're promoting your new TV show yeah. because that's not the season you're in. Mm -hmm. You're in the season of down here. So that's somebody else's turn. Somebody else gets their turn to mm. be up top. And it's up to us to understand that this is how it works and celebrate those people, celebrate our friends who are there, support them, understanding that you're right where you're supposed to be. And one day something's gonna pop off. And next thing you know, you're here. Mm. 
and your friend is going to remember the support that you gave and they're going to throw the support back to you if they're a healthy human being, you know, <laughs> but a lot of times people are competitive in sure. the industry and think that it's like mind, 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 get, 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 and don't think with the attitude of there's enough for uh, everybody, yeah. just wait your turn. It's your season, it's your time, but we can't always be at the top. Yeah. And I think when you understand that, you embrace those l low moments when you remind yourself, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. What do I need in this season of life? Mm. What do I need to learn from not getting all the phone calls? Hey, we want you on this. We yes. want you here. We want you there. Your phone's not ringing all the time. Okay, so instead of being like, oh, why is it not ringing? Where do I need to focus my energy so that I'm utilizing this time best? Oh, I need to be resting? Oh, then let me get off social media for a little bit because wow. that's just going to keep me comparing myself to people who are in their season where they're supposed to be. And I'm going to be envying that and wanting that when I'm not supposed to be there. And I'm going to waste all of this season that I'm supposed to be in rest. I'm supposed to be in live. I'm supposed to be in whatever this season is for mm -hmm. me. So you got to just understand where you're at and remind yourself, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, so what do I need here? Wow, that's probably the wisest explanation of that that I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. Seriously, because practically all of that makes sense, and I've thought some of those things, but I've never heard it put so eloquently. Because well, thank you. it's very true in that people constantly want the high because the high is addicting, right? and they forget that you need the low to feel the high. Mm -hmm. uh, we forget that the human mind is a contrast system, that we know when something's really hot because we're comparing it to something that's cold. Right. Um, so that kind of balance is really important. You basically painted a very clear picture of what balance should look like in someone's life, especially in someone's life who's in the public eye. Right. It just doesn't always go according to that plan. Of course. For a lot of people. Because we have egos. Egos, drives, whether sure. healthy or unhealthy. Sure it gets clouded mm -hmm. because the feeling of being on stage, the high of having people calling you, as mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. versus the high of uh, the low of maybe not getting the calls and going and writing and spending mm -hmm. that time isn't as always rewarding. Yeah. But is that time when you are quote unquote in the low rewarding for you? Um, it's, it's a constant alignment mm. with um, truth because what happens is you get in your ego, you get in your, um, nobody's calling me, nobody cares about me anymore, I've fallen off, like- Insecurities creep. Insecurities, all the things, just like, up, oh, I'm done, I'm a has-been, all the things, any, whatever you could think, right? So it's in those moments that you gotta realign with the truth and remind yourself, no, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. You're doing cognitive behavioral therapy on yourself. Do you go to therapy? I do. Is that I what do. they teach you in therapy? I have been in therapy over the years and done different types of therapy. Mm -hmm. So it, it probably is. Yeah. And now I just subconsciously do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Because you're talking back to your rational thoughts. Oh yeah. I do a lot of self-talk. Good. For sure. And I do a lot of journaling for sure. Very, powerful. very helpful for mm -hmm. me. I have stacks and stacks of journals. Um, but it's it's you don't just remain healthy the whole time when you're in your low season. You're like, oh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be like every day, yeah. you know? It's like, it's a constant coming back into alignment. Like you have good days where you're like, oh, I'm resting, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. And then you see something on social media, your friend just booked this movie and you're like, oh, shit. 
and then you like go down a path yeah of like doubting yourself and whatever why not me right all those things and And everyone paints the picture of everything rosy all the time because no one posts their low moments exactly exactly and then if you do post your low moment then somebody's like oh she's trying to get attention blah 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 all the things so it's just a whole a whole trap but then you just bring it back in to truth and be like oh actually no that's good for you you're right where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. this is part of your journey this is part of your story where i'm at this is part of my story I, I, there's something in this for me. There's an ingredient in this for my, my whole recipe that if I, I skip this season, I skip the season of low, I'm, I'm missing out on whatever character lesson that I needed here. Yeah. I'm missing out on whatever was gonna build me up and strengthen me so that when I get to this season and I am on top, I do have the character and the strength to maintain and perform, where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of your story, um, What's your take on comedy changing over the last decade um, when it comes to humor? Have you ever been uh, like shocked by people saying, oh, you shouldn't say this or you shouldn't say that? Yeah. I recently spoke with uh, Cal Penn. Um, he he did the huge movie, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And I was asking him how he felt making certain jokes being a gay man himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what your take is on how Hollywood has changed in terms of comedy over the years. I think um, it's always great to evolve. Okay. Because as humans, we have to evolve. Um, and it's for the better. But I think a lot of times we overshoot it or miss the mark. And um, it's it can be a dangerous place for art mm. um, when we become this high and mighty and righteous um, evolved person. Like, yes, we evolve, but then also we have If we to, give ourselves credit for evolving too highly. <laughs> there's like, we're humans mm-hmm. and we have stereotypes. We have, there. there's, it's it's so complicated. The world, and humanity is so complicated and intricate and colorful. And I feel like we're trying to make everything black and white mm-hmm. so we don't hurt feelings and so we don't get to a dangerous place. And I understand that we don't wanna to get to a dangerous place and we don't wanna hurt feelings. But at the same time, we're taking all the color out of humanity in our storytelling, in our joke telling, because we're so evolved. Mm. And it's like, the more evolved we get, the more our art gets boring. And also you say evolved, like it's almost like a fake evolution. Like you're doing the the motion of, it's not, not that it's not real, it's performative. Is that kind of? I feel like we're doing what we think we're supposed to be doing. Mm. Okay. So it's like, there, I, I, it's, it's so intricate that I don't want to just like sound bite, you know, oh, it's this. I, I feel like, um, a lot of times we're doing what we think we're supposed to be doing so we can be good, good people. Good members of society. Good members of society. You want to be on the good side of history. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we overshoot it. Like good side was right here. You just had to be right here. 
he went way over there. And now yeah. it's like, I don't know. What can I say that's not going to offend you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's tough. It's tough because especially in the field of creativity where you have to push boundaries, um, I don't envy the fact that you constantly on the edge of saying something wrong or doing something wrong, especially in the field of stand-up where like, oh man, you're free-flowing. You're doing a lot of improv. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm just curious how you handle that because it's not an easy task no. having those yeah. types of uh, uh, situations, especially these days like with Chappelle and everybody. What like Do you support Chappelle and his, I guess, support of free speech? I do. Yeah. I think um, I admire the comedians out there who say what they want and don't care. Mm. And they're just like, this is my point of view. This is where I'm at. And if you want to cancel me, cancel me. I feel like I care too much about what people think, which is not great. Mm. Like, I wish I had more of that. Um, but I do admire the people who really or just say what they want to say. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like for me, I I don't like offending people. Mm. And it irks me if I, yeah. the word disappointed is like oh, a trigger word for me. Yeah. It doesn't carry as much weight anymore because I've heard it so much throughout my career. Oh, no. But in the beginning, if somebody left me a comment and was like, oh, I went to your show and I was so disappointed. It wasn't as good as I thought. Mm it like went deep into my soul. And I was like, oh, I hate disappointing people. Oh my God. And then now if I get an, a comment that's like, oh, I went to your show and I was disappointed. You're funnier online, whatever. I am so aware that I'm not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I remember, I just got a comment like that recently. It was this past summer. And that particular show, like I know when I feel good at a show and I was like, that was a great show. Mm. So there, it's interesting to me how so many people in the audience will have a great time. Like this was fun. Yeah, That was so entertaining. This was great. I can't wait to come see our next show. And then other people who sat right next to them are walking out going, I can't believe I spent money on this. Yeah. You know, like it's wild to think, but everybody's different. And to get to that point where you can accept that, not everyone is going to like you and that's okay. That's a lot. It takes a lot of work on yourself to get to that place. It's very evolved. Yeah. <laughs> it's very evolved. No, but it's true <laughs> because it's hard to get there. It's it hard. Is. It's hard. It's, it's easy to have the negativity bias of doom scrolling on Reddit late at night and being like, oh, poppy number 4806 yeah. hates me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's sad because there's 99 other comments in there that are celebrating you. Why are you looking at this one? That's the one that you'll remember. But that's kind of the negativity bias that's allowed us to survive as a species. Sure. So I can't hate on it as a doctor too much. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. I understand why we need to retrain ourselves a bit and have some of the journaling, positive self-talk, speaking mm -hmm. back to our rational thoughts. And that's what therapy essentially is. It's, it's a treatment for modern day anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and we all need it. Yeah. It's a shame I agree. that we don't all have access to it because our healthcare system sucks back to yeah. that. Yeah. Again, I forgive you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I will fix it with this YouTube channel. I will fix it. <laughs> no, seriously, that's why I started the YouTube channel because I was like, okay, 
if we can maybe improve the line of communication somewhat with maybe some health literacy or transparency, maybe we can do better. Mm. So that was the goal. I love that. Yeah. Good for you. So far, 10% of the way there. Well, I like it. Yeah. It's 10% more than where we were. Exactly. All right. So let's do lightning round. This is the fun stuff. Oh, I'm scared. Okay. These are really hard questions. Ready? Okay. How nervous are you? I'm ready. These are really hard. How okay. long do you do chest compressions? Oh, <laughs> uh, I just learned this one. Um, You ready? Yeah. What's one thing you would do if I, as a doctor, could guarantee you suffer no medical consequences? What's one thing I would do if I- If you guaranteed I would suffer no medical consequences? Oh I God. am your savior. This is a hard question. Yeah. You could do anything. Um, I love that this is lightning round and there's no I know. lightning. No, there's nothing <laughs> lightning about this question. I would do some, okay, I don't know why this is the first thing that comes to my mind, but I love food. Mm. Obviously, even when it makes me mm -hmm. upset, stomach. Okay. Spicy eggs. Sometimes- Food is so good, but I get full and I'm like, mm. oh, I wish I had a whole keep second eating. stomach so I could keep eating this. So you would gorge. I would want a whole second stomach so I could eat more food, but be able to like take it out when I wanted. Like Maybe like, you don't, I don't absorb wanna, the nutrients. Not the nutrients, but like the fat, the bad stuff. Like okay. I don't want to be on my 600 pound life, mm. you know, because I voluntarily Got added a second, a second stomach. stomach. Mm. Just a kind of stomach that will allow me to eat all the good food. Oh, so like a nutrient stomach. I mean, nutrient. Like a healthy nutrient stomach. No. A vitamin stomach. No, a junk food stomach. <laughs> but that only absorbs vitamins from the junk food. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay. Cows have four stomachs. See? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Sometimes I say medical things. I don't even know if that's medical. Okay, so we'll get you another stomach that you can enjoy yummy foods and only get the good stuff from them. Love that. Love that. Have you ever almost died? E Maybe. <laughs> You're unsure. Um, yeah, maybe. I um I came out with a book earlier this year. It's called Who Do I Think I Am? Stories of Chola Wishes Link and Caviar Dreams. Link down below. Link down below. Click right there. Um, and in my one of my chapters, I talk about growing up and I started doing drugs when I was real young. Wow. I was like 12 years old and I started doing drugs. Yeah. And there was this one night we binged and we did a lot of drugs. Wow. And I thought I was overdosing. Not sure if I was, but um, my hands closed up and they like, went to my body and I like couldn't move and oh. I was like having a hard time breathing and I was like 12. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah. um, and I was scared to tell my mom. And I remember we just told my mom that, oh, I just started my period. I have cramps like so I could go like sleep it off yeah. in the room oh, and stuff. So and I eventually got better, but that is dangerous. That's how my, my dad's brother died that <sighs> way. He overdosed, I'm sorry. but they told his mom, oh, he's not feeling good. He's gonna go sleep in the back shed. And so they let him go sleep in the back shed, but then he died. So it's That's not terrible. great at all. So maybe, or Seek maybe help. I wasn't. So would yeah. you say as a message to parents listening, mm -hmm. if your child is acting weird, try and not be judgmental? 
Uh, try not to be judgmental. Ask questions in a non-judgmental way. Let them know that be judgmental you're after. There. Afterwards, be friend, be homegirl in that moment, moment mm. and ask all the questions. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want all of those things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it through that experience. Me too. Do you have a guilty pleasure that you spend too much money on? Money? No. I don't like to spend money. <laughs> no guilty <laughs> pleasures at all? Um, my guilty pleasure is like crime shows, like watching oh, okay. crime shows, but spending money. Or probiotic money, supplements. Yeah. Junk food, I guess. Oh, what's your go-to junk food? Flaming Cheetos? Uh, I, yeah. Flaming Hot Cheetos. But um, okay. So I guess this, like when I'm someplace, I know I can't eat a lot of food, mm -hmm. but if I want, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try that. Then I'll just get the things and I'll try them all, mm. but I won't eat them all. Eat them all. It's that's, just because I want to try That's a good it. guilty pleasure. I understand yeah. that. Did you ever suffer any cheerleading injuries? I did. Which ones? I dislocated my elbow. I fell out of a stunt. And now to this day, I cannot touch my shoulder. On the left side there. Wow. But if I push it. Limited range of motion. Yeah. Okay. So some scar like, tissues hanging out in there yeah. in that joint. How does that impact your life? It doesn't. <laughs> okay. Was that I with the Raiders? I don't walk around doing this a lot. No, okay. no. I was um, all-star college cheerleading. All-star? Listen, I was real good. Do you get voted on Stunts, for Stunts, tumbling, all okay. that kind of stuff. So I was in a stunt and I fell out and I put my arm down and went. Oh, painful. But no broke. No broken bone. I think it was a little fracture, but oh, it dislocated. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you survived that as well. Mm -hmm. When you're on the road. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to eat healthy. Yeah. What's your diet and exercise like on the road? Um, okay, so I will go to the gym in the hotel and um, I do Pilates videos on YouTube. Ooh, okay. Love my Pilates videos. Um, and then I try, I enjoy myself on the road. If we go to a restaurant, I want the mac and cheese. I want whatever they're okay. known for. Like I want the okay. good thing. Local. But then we'll make healthy choices like- okay, we know we're going to go ham tonight. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a salad. Let's do a salmon for lunch okay. because you pace yourself. later I'm going to do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've played a variety of characters on Mad TV. Which one of your characters would live the longest and shortest life? Monkwikwi. Would live the longest or shortest? Both. Both. She's legendary, so she's going to live forever, but she's also going to get herself into trouble. What is the unhealthy component of Bon Quiqui's? She has no filter. She says whatever she wants to say. Oh, so it's like a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to get her. Got it. <laughs> I feel, I feel the pain. Um, what's one thing your body does that not everybody else's body does? It's one thing my body does. That not everybody else's body does. I mean, I don't know everybody else's body. Um, <laughs> you could say pass. Um, I mean, no, I want to answer the question, but is it a trick question? No. I don't know. Like some people can do like cool things with their body. Like, oh, like contour or. Well, yeah, that's like a common one. Or they can do something with their tongue, like the <gasps> clover leaf thing. Darn, I have no body tricks. Okay. A non tricky body. I can burp real easily. Okay. Eructation. <laughs> yeah. That's the medical term. But I'm not, I can't do like on cue, just do a big loud burp. Oh. I just know that all day I have like little burp. When mm. I'm on stage performing, here's here's fun, something funny. I always burp on stage. But they don't hear it. No. I'll wait till they laugh and I move them. And you can, what? 
anybody who's come to my show, watch my throat when I'm not saying words. Wow. When you're laughing, watch my throat because I guarantee you I just you're burped burping. a little bit. Wow. That's why you can never wear one of those TED mics. No. The pop star mics. No, no, no. Because then they would know. You'll know for sure I'm burping. Wow. That's yeah. Fun. Okay, last one. Biggest regret. Hmm. Biggest regret. Go back. You could change oh. anything. <laughs> um, I also talk about this in my book. Link below. Um, when I was younger, I was a real super Christian. Like I wanted to do all the things perfectly for Christians. And um, I was offered a role in a movie. And they were like, we would love to have you in this movie. Which one of these characters do you like? Like it was like one of those, yeah. right? Read the script. And I remember I met with the director or was it the producer? And um, they were like, did you respond to any of these characters? And I remember I loved it, but there was like a couple dick jokes in it. And I was like, I wouldn't even say dick joke back then. I wouldn't even say the word dick. Wow. And I remember being like very high horse righteous and was like, no, I'm not gonna be in a crude comedy like this where they say these kinds of jokes and I'm gonna pass and I'm not gonna do it. And it wasn't even a crude movie. It was actually a very lovely movie called Pitch Perfect. But I was a good Christian. Wow. Ugh, so dumb. I can see why that's a regret. Yeah. But you are where you're supposed to be. Exactly. That's what I learned from this conversation. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I hope you learned something medically. I did. I did. I learned that not all doctors are bad. <laughs> okay. That's a good takeaway. We we both learned equal valuable points. <laughs> and I will give you my cell and you can text Thank me with you. any medical question. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on. Get Very ready for pictures. Get oh, ready for cool. pictures. <laughs> you have no idea what people text me. Oh my God. Partners, genitals. Yeah. Hey. And these are celebrities and they're sending partners, genitals. I'm like, you should not send this to people because I'm oh, not hilarious. your actual doctor. Yeah. So there's no HIPAA here. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I, I keep HIPAA. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm going to send you some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so happy this podcast was even able to have happened because we had the streamies and there was all these scheduling delays, but Angela was a rock star and was able to move some stuff around. Huge thank you to her and continued success on her tour. Now, you know, we're going to answer some of your questions. Remember to give us a five-star review if you enjoyed the podcast, because that's how podcasts grow. And then in the body of that review, if you want to ask me a medical question, I will answer it like I do at the end of every audio podcast episode. All right, let's get to them. Jen, my male OBGYN has recently started texting me my test results and it feels a little personal. Am I just overreacting or do you also text your patients info about their health? If it feels impersonal, it probably is to a degree that's worth exploring with your doctor, asking them a question, why they feel the, that it's okay to deliver the messages via text. A lot of times uh, I call my patients with their results uh, or I schedule a follow-up for them to get their results depending on the severity of their tests. But if it was a very simple test and it's just a negative thing that we were doing routinely, I think a text is not the end of the world, but if there's a reason why you want your doctor to call, like you want to have a deeper discussion, I think you should feel empowered to ask that question, Jen. Uh, Horg VCJ. I fractured my wrist a few years ago and 99% of the time it feels fine. 
I recently started a new workout plan that requires push-ups, burpees, and other exercises that put pressure on my wrist, and I notice it feels a little painful. Am I at serious risk of re-injury? Are there modifications I need to make sure I don't fracture my wrist again? I mean, it's hard to know exactly what's going on in your wrist because I don't know which bone you even fractured. But the way that I like to think about it is if you're having wrist pain with all those motions, I would try and just make sure my form is really correct on the bench press, meaning that your wrist is in a neutral position, not overextended or overflexed. And when you're doing push-ups, try and do it on either a dumbbell or push-up bars so your wrist stays neutral. If that doesn't reduce the pain, then definitely seek evaluation by a doctor to see what where that pain is coming from. It could be a, a re-injury. It could be a new injury from a tendon, a ligament, a nerve. So it's always worth checking out if you have pain. But little adjustments to making your wrist stay in a neutral position help in a lot of cases. All right, next we have CCC246. I can't stop picking at pimples and bumps on my face. Any advice on how to help me stop? I guess like the first step is to figure out why you have pimples and bumps on your face uh, to see if there's a, a treatment we, we, we can recommend as doctors. And then if you do get, let's say, a topical treatment, making sure that the treatment is on can encourage you to stop because then if you have the cream on and you put your hands on it, now it gets on your hands, it could kind of be an alert that you should stop. And there's also some conditions uh, where you're actually picking at your skin, uh, at your hair, uh, and that could happen as a result of an anxiety type condition. So that's also worth exploring with your doctors because not only are there medication options, but there's also therapy options for all of those things that I just mentioned. Definitely get them checked out because there are treatments. All right, those are three solid questions. Keep those questions coming in the body of your five-star reviews. As always, stay happy and healthy. Thanks for listening.